0: is jarring to read um, and, and I think that might be the best part about this book is that it takes you from from the, the first stop to the last stop and you're like holy shit I need to get off this train and, um, and that's train of thought but it's really cool to advocate and, and tell that story just to know that like, hey, you can but I also feel like you're short-sighting yourself you can live a good life even if you have mental illness. Like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, why can't you just
1: live a good life? You are not alone. You can be whoever you want to be. You got this. I got your back. And everyone here does too. Now let's enjoy this walk and go out and support NAMI. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Jason, outstanding. This is the Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration from JPLA Productions and Oddball Magazine. Good evening, all you poets and pechaderms. This is indeed the Oddball Show. My name is Prof, and I'll play the lion tamer here in this three-ring, three-ball circus. Here beside me for each and every Oddball show in a metaphoric slash cyber sense, he's our own Charlie on the Train of Thought, the conductor, founder, and editor-in-chief of the steam engine known as Oddball Magazine. Please say hello to Mr. Jason Wright.
0: Hey, Prof. Um, How's it going? What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing much. Just... uh Just uh, live on a Monday night, uh, ready to uh, talk with our guest. Who's our guest this uh, this evening?
2: We actually, I want I want to tell you two things about what you said. One, we have no guests tonight. It's just you and me. We're we're going to talk about uh, some very interesting topics, including um, your new book, Train of Thought, that's uh, available now which was I just referenced uh, very cleverly in our intro, which we'll explain that clever reference in a minute. And we'll also <laughs> talk about your recent talk at the NAMI Walk here in, in Massachusetts, okay. which is pretty interesting. And we're going to talk about um, I'm part of a hip-hop duo called Blind Rhino, and we'll talk about our recent release, both uh, uh, album and video. So we got we got plenty to talk about just between the two of us. We have no guests tonight. And um, but the other thing to tell you is that it is not Monday. <laughs> oh, it, shit. It, it's Tuesday. Yeah. So <laughs> oh. just, I just want uh. to make sure that you didn't mess anything up during your day. I, I want to make sure you went to work, went to the proper <laughs> like shift or whatever it is you're going to do on a Tuesday. Today is, today is actually Tuesday. So thank you to our viewers. Oh. And Actually, to our viewers, it doesn't really matter because they're going to tune in whenever the hell they tune in. And it certainly won't be tonight because this is not live. So but, to our viewers, yeah. it really doesn't matter. To you, I just want to make sure that your your day didn't get messed up because we're well, at the Well, I'll
0: end also day. tell you that viewers, we have no viewers. We have wow. readers. That Wait. Is... <laughs> <laughs> nope,
1: sorry. <laughs> that was an awesome
2: correction. <laughs> <laughs> listen, prop, uh... people don't use their eyes to listen to the Oddball Show. They read <laughs> the Oddball Show. Oh,
1: so, man. They, no,
2: Jason, they don't. <laughs> so thank you to all our not viewers, our listeners here on the oddball show. Um, you can get a, the oddball show on, um, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the great places you get fine podcasts. Um, and you can also tune in through our various social media networks. Uh, uh, the oddball show on Facebook, um, oddball magazine on Twitter and JP Lime on Twitter. Um, we'll talk about the coordination between those two avenues in a moment, but, um, that's how you can hook up with us and find out more about us and talk to us directly. So thank you for tuning in and please leave us a review on uh, iTunes. If you have a spare 20 seconds or so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, if you want to have fun with Alexa, which uh, everyone wants to have fun with Alexa on a Monday night, like we're doing right now, um, you can say Alexa uh, play oddball show on tune in and it will come up. And uh, uh, after a few uh, frustrated tries, It'll play uh, the Oddball Show on TuneIn Radio. See, that's interesting because so
2: what I wanted to mention about that is you're showing your uh, your Mac buys. You can also do that on any smart <laughs> smart speaker, and uh, when it's not Alexa, it, it, you know it's not no frustration, it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, say, you say "Okay, Google, play the Oddball Show," and it's like, "Oh yes, I I know exactly what you're talking about."
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. How yeah. we uh, I like it, you know? Yeah, so no, it's, it's really cool. You, uh,
2: smart speakers are a little creepy, but. It's it's pretty awesome for us as content creators. So, you know, uh,
0: it's <laughs> it's they're, they're actually, yeah, no, I mean, hey, like, look, we can like talk to a robot, but also they can see inside our house when we're changing yeah. our clothes.
2: So, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 you give a little, you get a little. <laughs> you enter a dystopian uh, society, but you know, you can listen to music in your kitchen. So, <laughs> I know, right? So, you have that. Like, I imagine
0: tailor made for you.
2: Yeah. But also the robots are going to take over the world. So you just it's 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 really you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, there, there's no right yeah. answer.
0: <laughs> I mean, whatever you're thinking can actually be uh, broadcasted onto uh, the ads that you're that you would like. But
1: uh, yeah,
2: that's that's the super creepy thing. Like, you, and, yeah. and I know at some point I linked my um, my Google searching between my laptop and my my phone, but like now it just does it automatically, and that's kind of creepy. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm one who uses all that shit, all the, like uh every technology available to me. And I try to be conscientious about my security and shit, but I'm open to all that, but it's a little bit creepy and I yeah. can totally see how a little bit creepy turns into, you know, it takes over our world and now we're slaves to the machine and it's the matrix and Terminator at the same time. Yeah. As Skynet.
0: I would actually say, yeah, I'm, I'm techno fluid. Yeah. Um, about uh, all of the different uh I, I fluid, say, that's a good word yeah facts came up with that um so <laughs> so you know <laughs> hey we're we're no spring chickens anymore at least I'm not um and I'm lucky that I know how to use a computer but I'll tell you what um you know like millennials right I'm just like a step away from not from from um out of a millennial think about the people who are like 10 years 5 years older than me um they are screwed like you know i mean like for like no imagine people who are 10 20 years old than you like they are screwed like trying to learn and keep up with the internet like screwed you know are they
2: i, mean? I don't I'm know maybe, like, maybe, my, maybe my, parent, my parents my parents kind of have the internet down like they know how it works my grandparents it's fucking confusing as fuck but my my parents they, they, they got it you
0: know you know what my mom uses aol and uh, she once that's had that's her crazy. exists.
2: Like <laughs> I did not know ALS was still business.
0: She, she once had her laptop hijacked, and she had a pay. <laughs> True story. She had her laptop hijacked, meaning like it was locked by <laughs> by some scammers. <laughs> uh, her, her, and she had to like she had to. I don't know how she ended up getting her laptop freed from her, so she could use it but um yeah so i'm just saying like some people don't really get technology I, I,
2: <laughs> that's a good point some
0: people
2: I, do I, not i love some you mom do.
0: you know so but yeah I mean i right. mean for us <laughs> Let me. I mean, hey, prof. How good are you at Snapchat right now? Let me, let me tell I'm you. Terrible. How's your Snapchat game?
2: I, I want you to know that I have sworn off Snapchat. I, we're not going to get too deep in this because it's it's kind of no. a sensitive topic for me. But <laughs> we're. Is we're, this an
0: activation? Am I activating you right now?
2: No, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not necessarily triggered by Snapchat. I'm just. Yeah, I'm old person. I feel old when we when we say the word Snapchat. But here, <laughs> here's why. Here's why specifically. Yeah. So we're going to talk about in the second segment about um my uh my group Blind Rhino and we just relaunch- we just launched on uh, social media and everything. We we had a different nice. name. We relaunched under the new name. We we actually released our album, released a video. So we'll talk about that in segment 2, but uh you know, I, we I I let all our social media stuff and I specifically chose not to do Snapchat and it was a point that I really wanted to but It's just I can't (laughs) can't do Snapchat. I can't. I've been trying to. And and here's the other thing about Snapchat is most of the stuff that they, like, started doing that was really unique at the beginning, now Instagram kind of co-opted. So the stuff that I could attach to, like, all the the face filters and all that other other shit and doing, like, live videos and your stories and all that, that's now all wrapped in Instagram. So that's all stuff I can get behind. And you can really see it as a marketer and as somebody trying to push – anything like i can really see the value in instagram now where i was pretty bad at instagram you know five years ago i can uh i can get it now and they've added so many tools that make them different that's and that's always the thing to me about social media is you know how is it different and useful you know like twitter is different and useful in a way that like facebook and instagram are not so you know i've been able to grasp the usefulness of instagram recently as we started to launch this new brand but Snapchat is just one that I can't. I, I want to because you know it's hip with the kids, you know. But mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I I yep. I, I'm, I feel like I'm faking it every time I ever tried to post a Snap fact. A snap, <laughs> a snap, fact. A <laughs> snap fact.
0: Snap fact. Snap <laughs> fact. What's the um, thing called that
2: we're talking about? I mean, that's
0: that's not you. Snapchat. Use Snapchat. <laughs> that's a snap fact.
2: I, just, um, I couldn't do it, so we I've sworn that off.
0: So I just read a book from uh Gary Vanderchuk um uh and it's called Crushing It um uh, s- uh a sequel to his book Crush It and I just finished it and uh yeah I need to step my Snapchat game up uh, my Instagram game up my Facebook game up my musically game up my WhatsApp app uh app up Facebook Live uh up and um uh, WordPress up, so I need a lot of uh, help. Reading yeah, that book man. made me realize I was clueless about social media, um, so I'm working on it.
2: Well, it's easy to be behind. Uh, it's easy to like yeah. to, to like be savvy, but still be behind. You know, you got to stay up on it all the time. And it's like it's like a constantly evolving monster, which is amazing to me. I love the internet. I love it. I love social media. I love everything about it, even though yeah. it's invasive and scary. And you know, it is the leader in Skynet. Uh, <laughs> I love everything about it. Because it just it it unleashes a capability a human capability that we never had before, like I mean you can establish a new line of communication between humans that did not previously exist, it's like evolution, which it blows my mind the communication era, so uh I love everything about the internet and and social media, but yeah, it's a constantly evolving thing, and you gotta you gotta step on it if you're a content creator slash promoter of any kind,
0: yeah. Yeah. And as me and you both are, you do blind Rhino. I do odd and JP line productions and I do oddball magazine. Yeah. We, we really try and and stay up with, the um, the current technologies, but I mean, if I was my mom, well, yeah, my mom gets her, her AOL.com locked out. Um, and and she (laughs) has to pay a hijacker money. So I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to stay current. So that doesn't happen to me. Um, but I have to agree with you, man. Um, it is a fun time to be alive. Um, and I will tell you why. I mean, yeah, so what? The political landscape and the, the environment and everything is all shambles.
2: <laughs> so what? The world's burning. Yeah. Who I mean, I, I, can I can see. I can talk to someone in China right now. I can if see I want cat to, videos for free anytime I want. That I used to go be up. expensive. When I was a kid, calling to Indiana was, was, would have cost like a couple hundred bucks. Why did you call I, Indiana? I, I, I'm not Indiana. I, you know, actually, I didn't call Indiana. I called Michigan. I had friends in Michigan. This yeah. is, uh, this is uh, you know, a little fact about me. I had friends in Michigan in high school. Uh, snap sh- fact. Shout out to them, snap fact. <laughs>
1: Hashtag,
2: how do you do that? Hashtag pound sign. What do you do?
1: Uh, uh, pow- <laughs> pound sign friends from Michigan.
2: <laughs> so I had, I had friends from Michigan, pound sign friends from Michigan. Pound
1: sign friends from Michigan.
2: And I was also kind of like a lonely romantic kid. So I would run up these long distance bills. Uh, We won't, we won't really dig into this right now, but it's actually a great part of my past uh, about (laughs) my my work with youth groups and why I knew these people from Michigan. Anyway, a little little long distance bills and uh, it was like several hundred dollars. Whereas now I could FaceTime with any of them. Uh, Is that what the kids say? FaceTime. Uh, I could FaceTime (laughs) with any of them in a minute and like, and it would cost nothing so that's, I know, that's, a pretty that's amazing. Interesting, that's an interesting thing about technology that like literally it would have cost a, a significant amount of money, even like even without inflation, like a significant amount of money in my life right now for me to make the same phone call connection. If I if I called for like two hours to somebody on, you know, in Michigan, which I don't, you know, I don't talk to them anymore. You know, shout out yeah. to them. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> P- uh, pound sign. Um, I miss friends you friends Michigan. In Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, prof. I just think it's it's quite uh I was just thinking like you know my growing up and uh thinking like hey I play video games I'm like that's never going to make me money. <laughs>
1: and now right you know,
2: right? You, know uh, how you can, you can become be a millionaire you're really a at it <laughs> You could be a professional video gamer and be a millionaire and a celebrity. That to me is like the craziest step in our evolution of the YouTube culture. This is like a whole tangent but I think that's the craziest thing. Like, you could overnight become a millionaire, which, you know, good good for you. It's like the, the pinnacle of the entrepreneurial spirit, also dystopian. And it's like, how is it possible that you got a million dollars for playing a video game? But whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. hate, but it's also scary that somehow that's how our we are scaled as a society. Uh,
0: yeah, and, and that's why I think, Prof, that we both have shots uh, and a lot of people who um, – I mean, everybody – has a shot now. Uh, the, the, the 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 play. If you start playing Super Mario Brothers and get really good at it, and film yourself, and you have funny content, you could be a millionaire.
2: That is certainly a very um, was it cynical or and or pessimistic view of our talent <laughs> like, Hey, we have a shot because people. Kid, Anybody can make it. So you and I, who think that we have something that we've created here that's worthwhile, it does not matter because <laughs> anybody can make it, but at least we can possibly make
0: it. I mean, who ever thought that like uh, what, uh, fidget spinners would be like a billion-dollar industry? You can make money doing was anything. It,
2: was it Was it? a billion-dollar industry? I think you're overstating that fact. We're going to have to get our fact checker. Can we get um, Lewis in the booth? <laughs> Lewis, can you – can you look over here? Can, thank you, Lewis. Can you write this down? We're doing our fact check later on. Uh, Lewis is going to fact check. Right. Yes, uh, I'm Lewis. Spinners... <laughs> you're not Lewis. You're Jason. Is, uh, I know. Is, I is, is, holding is, my nose. Is... <laughs> is fidget spinners a billion dollar industry, Lewis? Write that down. We'll check that later. All right. We're going to get back to him later on. So Pound
1: sign fidget,
2: fidget spinners. spinners. Yep. Yeah. Pound sign. Please That's a snap that fact right
0: there. Right, That's a so snap fact.
2: Is... This has been a lengthy opening. We just wanted you to, yeah. to get our our listeners, our viewers slash listeners, to get comfortable here with the Oddball and Show. Our and our readers. Mag- yeah, And our and our readers, which, in fact, we don't have any readers here of the Oddball Show, but we have several, <laughs> several. We have one or two readers on the Oddball Magazine, <laughs> uh, which is the uh, Dopest Poetry Magazine on the East Coast. Uh, yes. You should definitely check in with them. We'll talk a little bit more about what they got going on in our What's Going On segment. But um, if you're... If you are a poet, especially in the Boston area, uh, they're well connected with the Boston area poetry scene, which is lively. Uh, if you are a poet in the Boston area, you should be published on uh, Oddball Magazine. And if you are not, it's the internet, man. Yeah. Get in touch. doesn't matter where you live. But uh, submissions at com. and um, uh, please go and read. They are active, changing all the time, and that's not easy to find in any kind of uh, medium especially poetry so
0: and if you're a listener on the oddball show please let us know that you're listening by leaving us a review um pound sign um
2: it's seems- jason
0: yeah yeah jason rocks and prof is cool pound sign He's a- um yeah that that would be a really cool idea um but also what i was getting at was if you are a listener of the oddball show and you are a poet or an artist Send your work over to Oddball Magazine. Uh, we would love to see it. And in it, uh, put the subject, you know, heard you on the Oddball Show or something like that. Yeah. That that lets us know that you're listening, that you like our content, and, um, you know, we'll check out your poetry or your art or your music or, or whatever. We're very open at the Oddball, at Oddball Magazine and very nutty at the Oddball Show, apparently. <laughs> um so yeah uh check us out um and back to the
1: show
2: all right well let's let's uh let's Brock. dig in real quick with our um and two main topics here on Brock. the show today we wanted to talk about uh, your uh hi buddy hi don't buddy worry. don't worry all right uh, we had two main topics here on the show today we wanted to talk about uh the nami walk that Jason did this past week and his book. And then we want to talk about um, my music release. But So here in the first segment, let's talk a little bit to Jason about um, what he's got going on. So uh, the NAMI Walk here in Massachusetts, um, NAMI is an organization that we um, support heavily here on the Oddball Show that we talked to several guests who are involved with and um, we have a lengthy history with. Could you give us a little intro into what NAMI is uh, and how you got involved with this uh, walk? Was it this past Sunday?
0: Yeah, it was It was actually this Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a little bit about uh, NAMI. Uh, NAMI stands for the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Um, I think it's a great organization. Um, it's the first organization that I got involved with that made me feel that I wasn't totally alone in the world, which I think is... Uh, remarkable that I was able to be a part of NAMI and continue to be a part of NAMI. Um, they are an advocacy, um, awareness and, um, uh, organization that really tries to support people with mental health, uh, concerns. Um, before NAMI, I did not know anything about, um, uh, know that there was people out there who were like-minded who also uh were once given a diagnosis which which is obvious. I mean, like there's one in four people, you know, have some sort sort of or have been given a diagnosis of you know, mental health at one point in their life. So um but I started off with NAMI with In Our Own Voice, which is a great pro- program to speak to uh hospitals, psychiatrists, uh and um uh hospitals and schools and prisons and police officers and churches uh, and um, colleges. Well, let me just jump in uh, real it, quick and,
2: and ask sure. you about that because we've, we've actually had um, uh, a guest on here whose name I can't recall. Uh, a yeah. young lady who was also part of it, our own voice. Is her name Amanda?
0: Amanda Shea. Yeah. Voices of anxiety. Yeah.
2: Okay. And here, uh, here's, a, here's an interesting point. An interesting tangent. I'm pretty sure there are two, Amanda Shea's. There's one who's very active in the Boston hip hop community. And for a while after we did that show, I was very confused uh, after I started running into like you know online circles that that mentioned Amanda Shea, uh, who I think is awesome and who I'd like to talk to at some point. But yeah. uh, uh, she is a different person that I'm pretty sure than the Amanda Shea, who is also involved with Namin in your own voices in our in our own voices. So Anyway, that's a tangent. But my question really is, um, so you said that you got involved with NAMI through In Our Own Voices. What is In Our Own Voices specifically? And um, how did this all start for you? That's really my question. I, that's one I've not asked you before as, our, uh, as we've talked about it here on the show is how, does, how did this whole thing start for you, which is apparently a, a very big part of what you do now?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, to be honest with you, Prof, I was not an advocate for a long time. I was very much ashamed of having a diagnosis. I was very much in a big pit of pain. Um, I had a lot of difficulties. I was not taking care of myself. Um, I was struggling trying to find solid work, trying to hide my mental health concerns from people um, at work and everything. And, uh, always, you know, I was always a person wearing the headphones. If you look at almost every picture of me, ever, I uh, have headphones around my neck or on um, on me at some point because that was how, that's how I escape. Uh, no, see, yeah, right. I'm a, I'm a
2: big music listener too, and and who knows what my mental health like diagnosis would be if somebody dove into my brain. But do you feel that your um, your attraction towards music and attraction towards specifically? Uh, like solo music headphones sitting on a train is a part of is a part of linked to cause of linked to your um your mental health diagnosis well that's a, that's a mental health condition
0: yeah i think um i think if anything it soothed it um there was so many times and i'm speaking mainly about being on the okay so being on the train right um and that's when i wrote train of thought um being on the train uh, in a crowded train uh, from in, in the middle of Boston during rush hour is really difficult for many people. Um, not having headphones for that uh, is nearly impossible, was nearly impossible for me at the time. The, the most difficult time for me was whenever I had to uh, be on um, a train or like some kind of public transportation or somewhere and my headphones died or my i- iPod died
2: and yeah. why was that so difficult
0: because i had to listen to my my thoughts i had a uh, i couldn't distract myself with music
2: so it's not really you know. a social anxiety it's it's all you, it's something because suddenly all you saw the people around you was because you were then it was yourself it was your thoughts
0: yes yeah it, 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 then all of a sudden the music the music had a good good way of just kind of silencing everything You listen to the lyrics instead of your thoughts, um, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, a lot of the time I would listen to instrumentals when I was writing. Um, uh, actually now I, whenever I listen to an instrumental, I will write to it. Um, but then again, my, my mental health is vastly improved over the last few years. When I was, um, in 2012, 2013, 2014, my my mental health was pretty bad, um, So fast forward to 2016. um, I have, I'm in a hospital and I find out about NAMI. Um, I don't remember how I actually found out about them, but um, I must've done some research or something or asked the person, the social worker who was discharging me to, um, to look up NAMI for me. So he looked, looked it up and gave me a piece of paper um, that had like some of the, the stuff on it. Um, and then I ended up finding Nami in her own voice and I, uh, interview, I, I reached out to Eliza Williamson, who, um, is one of my saving, saving graces, one of the the best people I've ever met. Um, and I, she spoke with me for a little bit. Um, and then sooner than later, I was invited to go to a workshop, which I had never been to a workshop before. I don't think. I mean, I'd you know been to college classes and all that kind of stuff, but I'd never been to a workshop to learn how to be able to tell my story. Um, and being a poet and uh, and a writer and an English major, it was actually incredibly easy for me to get it out on paper.
2: Um, well, so that's pretty interesting too, because so you had been a writer for a long time before yeah. this point, right? You know, so that's, oh yeah, that's pretty interesting because the the one of the th- main themes we keep coming back to, especially when we talk about Nami and or in our own voices is the power behind telling your story for folks with a mental health condition that yeah. both what you're saying, like you're not the only one going through this. And uh, there is, I mean, we talked about uh, um, peer support, both with um, uh, in, in the uh, medical field, and we've talked yeah. about it in many different fields, but like the peer support angle that – when you share your story, people that there is, there are numerous people who could be connecting with that for the first time and having yes. a, a moment of realization. So, uh, not just for you as a speaker, but for every listener you talk to, that's a powerful moment. So, uh, you as a writer and, and as somebody who is, you know, attuned to that already, that must've been pretty, a uh, pretty interesting moment.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, right. Um, when you're a writer or a musician, what are you doing but communicating your story or your message to people? Um, So as a writer, um, you don't necessarily talk about, um, well, what I'm getting at is, is not every, I mean, I know that like a lot of the stuff I talk about is my mental health, but at one, at some point you just have to say, when does mental health not become such a, a, for like a, a pro- a prominent part of someone's identity that um you know like when you read a book from someone you're not you're not thinking that that person's okay because they have a like you know they're they're okay for having a mental illness you, you know what i mean
2: see that's that's interesting to hear you say it because it, like there i guess there it's like a half empty half full kind of way of looking at it but like your everything you do your work your daily work and your artistic work see, to me seems to touch on your evolution through that, uh, yeah. both personally, and then like how you advocate for other people. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to hear you say that, like, it's not necessarily about, uh, or some this that part of it is about separation from it, or maybe I'm, yeah.
0: no, you know, I, I, I think I'm just, you, as a writer with a mental health thing, I don't want to be just considered a writer with a mental health thing. Um, I'm just a writer or I'm just a poet, or I'm just an artist, or I'm just a musician. Um, And you don't necessarily, um, it's nice to be able to be with a, with a community of people who have been given a diagnosis at some point, but um, you know, to rely on the idea that, um, you know, you you just have a mental illness. um, I, I feel like that's, that's just not like conducive to an empowering philosophy of yourself. You
2: know what I mean? I think it's interesting. Um, it's a, certainly an interesting, like, uh, fine line between, like, the empowering nature of advocacy and, like, mm-hmm. talking about it as much as possible in order to, you know, reach out to others and the other, and it not becoming who the only thing you are. So I think it's Bingo. A very, Bingo. It's, it's, very, it's certainly very interesting.
0: Yeah, no, you're exactly 100% right. Um, as an advocate and um, someone who does identify with having a mental health diagnosis at some point in my life, um, I find that it's good to know yourself very well. I know myself, I think, very well, um, but I, I I feel like um, it's also good to uh, be able to look outside the diagnosis and, and, and not just think that that's all you are just because a doctor called you by diagnosed you bipolar or, or whatever thing it was given to you at one point. Um, but it's really cool to advocate and and tell that story just to know that like, hey, you can't – but I also feel like you're short-sighting yourself. You can live a good life even if you have mental illness. Like, fuck that. You know what I mean?
2: Like, why can't you just live a good life? Well, you can. the thing to me is, is that it's a uh... – it's a more informed view like every time we do one, uh, a show with a guest who like uh, I don't want to start rattling off names but every yeah. guest that we've done on a mental health issue comes from a different perspective and every time that they talk sure. about it, I've learned something new like as far as it being a spectrum and it being a thing of like it doesn't have to be the only thing you are but it informs everything you do so why is it a bad thing for that to be right. part of the conversation you know what I mean of course like, and removing yeah. stigma and yep. removing language that makes it such a. Th- this is where people with mental things go, is over here in this corner. And yep. maybe we can fix them. Maybe we can give them medicine and they'll like, st- that we can get them out of that corner. But mm-hmm. it's not really how the whole shit works, you know? Yeah. And yeah. the more I, the more, the, the, every single guest that we have on this topic, uh, I get a wider view of it that like, we are. It's It really is a spectrum, and we're all on it, and it really is a matter of, like, all right, assessing and understanding, but uh, there's nobody that, that – there's no – stigma is is the biggest obstacle, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And peer support is the biggest thing, and having people who have been through it is the single biggest tool, I think, from what I've seen. Peer support seems to be the biggest tool, and and every advocate goes, yes, peer support, yes, yes, yes more peer support because mm. it's got to be a thing it's got to be the most powerful thing for somebody with a mental health diagnosis to say yeah, okay you're not just a doctor like telling me what i'm supposed to be you're somebody who's been through something similar and can, can actually give me tools of how what i'm supposed to do what what is useful to me to do not what i'm supposed 100%. to
0: do yeah 100% right on the dot there um you know uh I I I feel like if I was, um, if I was given a peer support specialist 15 years ago, um, maybe I'd be different. But I think having to go through it alone for so long, one, um, it took my weakness and made it a strength, which is cool, um, and made me much harder, um, you know to not harder, but like, you know, like stronger, uh, as things got, um, as I became more like, uh, knowledgeable about, uh, myself and, uh, what, what were my, uh, what activated me, what caused me to, uh, get, you know, uh, you know, get riled up, what, what caused me to be anxious, all that kind of stuff. Um, and once I became an advocate, um, to talking about mental health, um, I felt like that was a catalyst for change for me. Um, and I think one of my, my goals is to keep on breaking down the stigma. And that's why I put out books like this. Um, but at the same point, I don't want to be just like a, a, a put in a category of someone who is like, you know, a poet with mental illness or an an advocate for people who have mental illness. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can um, certainly
2: understand that. I think it's but, like you like said. I think it's a very yeah. fine line between having it be something that you're advocating for and having it be the only thing that people know you for. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you navigate that line properly, or like what the right thing, to like maybe the right thing is to say "fuck it" and like people yeah. can think what they want, or maybe the right thing is to navigate it. I don't I have no idea.
0: But, but you know it's, what it's is certainly the most beautiful thing, uh, Prof, about uh, this and going back to the the walk that happened on Saturday was there was. 7,000 people at that walk who were all either friends, uh, family members, clubhouse members, um, you know, advocates, news personalities, whatever, who, uh, media who are there, um, companies, all who are supporting this um, breaking down the stigma, which I, I think is the most uh, beautiful thing of, of all. And for them to let me be on the stage and, and speak and, and try and empower the people who yeah they, they have a diagnosis but they think that that's all they are that's what that's what i was trying to do that that's so, kind of like my my bread and butter
2: right there so let's let's actually get into some of the details of that cuz uh uh so you said 7000 people on yep. on saturday and what was the theme center whatever of the walk and part two of that question is why was it a walk oh good 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 was it was it well, a, like questions. a pledged, pledged walk or was it was there a different reason for it to be walk
1: so I think one of
0: the reasons why it was a walk was because it was so it was such a community oriented thing that it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a 5k it wasn't a running thing it wasn't anything it was a solidarity walk to raise awareness for mental health and and you know um, uh, mental wellness and and just kind of
2: living well with uh, did people did people pledge or no like, yeah, did, people like, the yeah. And
0: yeah you you each person could uh raise as much money as they possibly could and they and there's teams like i was part of the the, the agency that i work for i was part of their team Um, and, and I just thought that was,
2: you know, that was really cool. So, how far Um, do you guys walk? Where where did the walk go from? So,
0: it was at Artisami Park, which, if your listeners, if our listeners don't know, it's, um, it's in Boston, um, in in a really nice, uh, part of the, the, where the Charles, uh, Charles River, um, I don't know, there's like a bridge that you go over the Charles, uh, and then you, um, Go down this main road. I think it's Soldier's Field or whatever, and then you go. And basically, it's a three-mile circle that goes around Artisami Park and the Charles River. It was really nice. I got some nice pictures of, uh, of uh, you know, people rowing and things like that. And uh, it was really cool. It was uh, really cool. And so that would be the reason why I think it was a walk was for everyone to be able to do it, not necessarily like just runners or whatever.
2: Right on. Um, uh, right. I think. Uh, well, I meant I, my question was even more than why was it not a run? Was why was it a, a motion thing? Which uh, you know, was there a oh a, a money money element behind it? But that's that's. It's also pretty cool because you guys apparently had great weather. Is that is
0: oh the case? beautiful weather? And 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 prof, I think the really cool thing, and I just thought about it, it's a very healthy thing to do. One, oh, yeah, for your, for your mind right. to walk with all these people who are in solidarity, and two, for your for your body. So that I was think the thing that, that really actually amount. struck
2: me as I was saying that, that I, as I started to say that last thing was, a, you know, something about what you just said triggered it, that, like, it's just a healthy thing to get up and, and move, and it's a solidarity thing. So, like, yeah. even if there was no pledge behind it, rather than just gathering in a single place, there's there's uh, power behind that action of just moving in mass and just moving together.
0: 100%. And it's a really beautiful event. Um, I was able to speak on stage. So what did you um, talk about? Oh man. Um, so I spoke up about, um, you know what? I I read it. I read something that I, I read on stage. Maybe I will close off the, uh, the show with that as my jagged thought. Cause
2: awesome. That's perfect. Uh, it's,
0: it's kind of a, it's kind of a long thing, but, um, it was a beautiful moment from, for me. And, um, I, like I just felt so grateful to be up on the stage to be able to, you know, be supported by NAMI to be supported by my agency, to be supported by my my wife and and my friends, it's really it's very cool. Like the 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 the, the tides are changing on mental health. People care now, and that's yeah. a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's
2: certainly something as somebody who I, I still consider myself an outsider, even though yeah, like I said, I feel like did, you're I feel I, like did, you're an
0: ally, an ally. Well, I wouldn't say it, you necessarily.
2: <laughs> I'm yeah. certainly an ally, and I'm probably not. I'm probably more than that. Like if somebody had dive into <laughs> yeah. my brain, you would yeah. find some a, a couple of diagnoses. But yeah. uh, I can certainly see that, like like I said, with every guest that we bring on the show, every every conversation we have, the tide certainly seems to be changing. And some of the biggest things that that are changing are like language and the way we think about it, which is very important. Like any kind of anytime you have real change, you, those are the things that really need to change. You really need to see people go. We're thinking about this differently. We talk about this differently. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. When I'm talking, I'm trying to not edit myself but I'm evolving my language as I, right. as Yeah, as it's not, it's it's not out, editing. You know I mean? It's
2: not fucking PC shit. It's like yeah. this is how it really is. So let's yeah. reflect that in our language and the way that we treat it and the way that we, you know, not because we're trying to respect people or because we're worried about hurting people's feelings. It's not that kind of thing. It's about uh, productive change, you know, which also yes. comes with respect. But, like, really it's about, like, this is, this is actually how mental health works. You know, the more we learn about this how it actually works and not, you know, stigmatizing, putting in the corner. It's only some people and, you know, any kind of negativity towards it. Is, 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 it's silly and it's counterproductive. So whatever. Uh, that's where what we're lear- learning more.
0: I think, um, you know how we were talking about social media. Um, I feel like social media has been really good for movements um, and, and the mental health movement of breaking down stigma, uh, helping out the language and, and, um, you know, demystifying mental health, um, has been a kind of a beautiful thing with, that's what I've noticed with social media. Um, I, I do you, am I, am I off base on that or do you, do you feel no, that no, way I mean, too? I think,
2: the, I, mean, I think the biggest thing about, um, what, what I've been able to notice about, I was talking about mental health, is communication, So it's all about language and how people talk about it, how they think about other people and how we think about the way that we work as people. So then social media is all about that shit. It's all about how we connect with other people. So yeah, it could only... Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say it could only be empowering, but I suppose it could be, not that. It could be alienating and um, bullying in some places, which it is, I guess. But yeah. for the most part the biggest thing is connecting with other people so that you know that you're not the only one suffering with this thing. Yeah. It
0: is kind of a, it is kind of a beautiful thing It is a little bit of a double-edged sword, but it is kind of a beautiful thing knowing that I mean, one one, that you're not alone, but two that, Hey, you are advocating for something that you've been living with for a long time. So that kind of sucks. So that
2: tide seems to be changing, man.
0: Definitely. The tide is definitely changing. Um, and, uh, the NAMI walk was, a like a beautiful event. I spoke, um, Fox 25 was there, um, and I was introduced. Um, and then afterwards the Mark Ockerbloom bloom from Fox 25 said that I did a great job. And I, and also people in the crowd, uh, some people from NAMI and people from my agency and friends and family and people who I didn't know came up to me and said, Hey, great speech. And thank you so much. That's exactly what we needed. And, and I loved it. So it was awesome. So
2: good. Um, good, job. yeah, it was great. So here's the other, one other thing before we get into our break, because we, yeah. you know, as we, as we do on the oddball show, yes, happens with a guest happens without a guest doesn't matter. We can sit and do the oddball show without microphones. That would happen. We cruise through our hour. <laughs> We're having a good time, and we're having yeah. oh, we're talking about something interesting to us, which is really the uh, the best part. So uh, we're cruising through our, our first part of the show here. But uh, what I did want to ask about your book is now out. It's called Train yes. of Thought. For yes. our listeners um, uh, that don't that don't listen to my intro, that just you know skip past that part because they find me boring. Uh, <laughs> Jason is the founder and editor editor in chief of Oddball Magazine, which is uh, a great poetry magazine, uh, very active. Lots of different voices, lots of different interesting columns. Um, any listener that, that is not tuned in, please go and check it out. But uh, you also are one of the most active voices on that site with The Jagged Thought, which you read at the end of every show. But you are now, I've uh, been working on this for a while, uh, train of thought. You're yeah. you are now a published author. Question number one, are you self-publishing train of thought and what... Uh, okay, answer that question first, and I'll, I'll, okay, I'll do my follow
0: up. Um, so, as as I have been doing for the last couple of years, I have been putting books together because I really enjoy it. I love the art. I've always loved the art of publishing, um, and I, I feel there's nothing more gratifying than putting out a book of uh, someone's poetry. In this case, I've been working on Train of Thought for a while, so I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out myself. That way I don't have to deal with, um, you know, shopping it around to publishers. I can really use it as, um, something that, um, you know, I have full control over, you know, cause I think that's the best part. I designed it with the help of, uh, my friend TJ, um, uh, and he did such a great job and thank you TJ for doing that. Um. You know, I, I,
2: I do the cover art.
0: Yeah. TJ did the cover art. Yeah. Awesome. Um, TJ has done a lot of this stuff for, uh, the, uh, the oddball magazine. He's been my, my friend for million like, it feels like forever. Um, and Jake, uh, Tringali was someone who, who, you know, we've had him on the show before he, yep. uh, he, uh, wrote me a killer quote for the back of the book. And that was when I gave him an un, uh, 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 the first edition of the book. And since then, I've edited the edited it down and took all the stuff out that uh, needed to be taken out of it. I'm very proud of this book. I, um, I was able to really read it with an editor's eye um, and take out all of the fluff Take out um, all the stuff that I didn't like, and this book really tells a lot. I mean, the second page of the book says "truth be told," and that was the name that I put on um, the book that I was writing it in on the train. And the best part about it is that this is a raw, rugged—maybe not rugged—that might not be right. It's raw. It's it's un unscripted. It is difficult. It is. It is um not uh, it, it is jarring to read, um and, and I think that might be the best part about this book is that it takes you from from the the first stop to the last stop and you're like holy
2: shit I need to get off this train, and um and that's train of thought that's well said I, so that leads into my my question is what so especially for somebody who's a poet who publishes regularly who has his own magazine where he. Regularly publishes, so your poems are just, you know, weekly out. What is it that makes you A, want to publish a book as opposed to do that, you know, in a magazine form? What's the difference for you? And B, how do you decide what goes into that book? Mm. What's the, what's the like, What's the test? What, What's what the in? ending what, process? What does, right. Yeah. You know, what doesn't What doesn't get in? What makes? What How do you You know? And it's it's kind of a, a wide question for anybody who publishes a poetry compendium or any kind of like collection. Yeah. I don't really understand the process. I think it's very interesting because it's different than doing like a narrative. Like you you you're writing a novel. There's a story. You know, there's a certain amount of like this is you, This is how you know when you are done. How do you know when you're done with a poetry collection?
0: Well, Prof, um, the the what, what what I've noticed about um, this book, the reason why it's not on the magazine is because I wrote it down. I wrote it into it was it, this literally came from my notebook. If you were to look at my notebook that I wrote in in twenty twenty twelve or whenever these books were written, I didn't change a thing. Um, every poem that was written in that book, no matter how bad it was, um, I wanted to show what it's really like for someone who is. Uh, you know, what it was like for me on the train. I wanted to show it what what that was like. Um, So all the poems that are on Oddball Magazine on Jagged Thoughts, those come at different times. Um, But every poem I wrote in this book was written one after another from a notebook where I said, it would be a cool idea if the last line of the poem was the first line, was the title of the next poem. And I did that throughout the whole book. That's super interesting. As much as possible, I did. You know, there was some time I didn't. Um, yeah. And yeah. and there's a lot of stuff that I, I mean, I put myself out there. This is a, a, a raw look at, at my poetry. Um, I'm not really pulling a lot of punches in this book.
2: You know? So, is that, Would you say that that's like the theme or the through line is like, uh, I know the train theme, and I, as someone who used to ride the train a lot, yeah. and uh, I like I used to ride a lot on the train. It was, used to be, and I don't know what it is about it. whether it's like the solitude or the quiet or like the, I don't know. It's like a, it's a concise amount of time if you're riding from in Boston to anywhere out of Boston. It's like almost an hour, so like you have that amount of time to sit down and do some shit where nobody else is in your space. Uh, I don't know what it is about it, but I used to ride a lot on the train too. But, yeah. um. Uh,
0: there were times, off, Prof, sure. when I loved the train. There was times when I loved the train, when I had my headphones. When I had my headphones on in a notebook and my fo- my my phone was fully charged and there was not many people on the train, I fucking loved going on the train. It was when my headphones broke. It was when my batteries died. That's when, and, and, and like, before I took my, ma- you know, whatever, that's when it was difficult, you know, but... Uh-huh when when everything was running smoothly, you know it was really a really great great experience for you know some some parts of it but also you know I was working at a job where I wasn't treated correctly um they didn't um really support the fact that I had a diagnosis once I told my boss that I had a diagnosis, he totally treated me weirdly um and uh I really had to hide that so when I would get back from work from from um from uh the break you know like the lunch break i'd put my headphones on and that wasn't necessarily because i wanted to listen to music that was necessarily cuz i couldn't stop um you know i was too affected so you know so i mean yeah there was times when the train was good but you know for them for the you know most of these poems they were written i mean uh there's a disclaimer at the very beginning of the book that says like hey like these poems were written um it, you know they were written uh in, in the throes of anxiety, you know, strap in. Um, so, you know, uh, I mean, it's really, um, you know, uh, it was really a great, uh, experience to be able to, um, to, to be able to write it. Uh, So, um, yeah. So I think, uh, prof, it'd be a good time right now, um, for me to break and do, uh, what's going on with Audible magazine. So, uh I'm going to try and do that right now. So um, this is what's going on with Oddball Magazine for this week. Um, first off, uh, we today we released the Train of Thought um, uh, book that's available on, on Oddball Magazine. Um, as well as the column, um, Jagged Thoughts. The the poem from Train of Thought was um, called "Same Damn Train" poem, uh, and that was really great. Um, the uh, and it's something that, that I wrote. The other poem, um, poems that were on the Oddball Magazine, uh, was a poem by Harry Riccardi with uh, photography by uh, Chad Perenzo, released uh, last Wednesday. Um, and we had the secrets of skinny people on Monday. We had Lizzie Von Fee- Von Teague with her, uh, uh, feedback with, with little Steven. Um, and we had, um, Fleming's Bobrin, uh, with his, uh, epic autism review. Um, and yeah, that's basically what we had, uh, going on at oddball magazine. um, and yeah, um, I think it'd be a good time to, uh, to, uh, take a break, uh, and, um, go and we'll come back with the second segment. Um, so thank you all for listening to the oddball show. Uh, we are a, uh, cool, um, podcast that you can find on iTunes, tune in radio, stitcher radio, um, and uh, all of your broadcasting platforms. So um, sit tight, and we'll be back with segment two.
2: Hey there, all you mammals and martians! This is Prof from the Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned. So that's what's going on with Oddball Magazine, the dopest poetry magazine. This side of the Mississippi, please go and check them out at oddballmagazine.com and keep up with them at Oddball Magazine on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere else that people actually follow, social media. Uh, it's probably Snapchat. Are you guys on Snapchat? I don't know. Um,
0: uh, that's probably Snap fact, hashtag. Pound sign Snap, snap Fact.
1: Fa-
2: <laughs> pound <laughs> pound <laughs> sign Snap fact. we are not on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Pound sign, snap fact.
2: <laughs> so that's a lot like going on in Oddball Magazine. Uh, yeah, as absolutely. happens here at the Oddball Show, um, when we're we're having a good time, we're having a good conversation, we end up running right through the hour. So um, we're going to come back on a separate show, a separate guest list show, and talk a little bit about Blind Rhino, my music um, uh, project going on with D+. Plus, uh, The alt-rock hip-hop duo. You can find us at Blind Rhino Music on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, as well as YouTube and SoundCloud, because we just released our video for uh, Circular Logic, um, so you can find that on Circular YouTube. Logic. Circular yes. Logic, it's a pretty interesting video I put together. I won't, you know, no, no, no spoilers, no spoilers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no spoilers. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, it's a pretty interesting video uh unique odd whatever you want to say um but go check that out and we'll talk more in a later show about about that project as a whole and and what's coming next from us as a duo and what we're trying to add to our particular brand of hip-hop but uh no problem being pushed out by some good conversation about um about mental health here on both on the oddball show at large and uh in conjunction with the with the nami walk as well as your um it's important to let our viewers know about your new book train of Thought. So, uh, go definitely go check that out, buy that, order it, download it, print it, give it to your friends, uh, train of thought. You can find that at com, One of the, uh, independent publishing productions from, from oddball magazine. I, hopefully there'll be, uh, more of those. Cause that's a, yeah, enterprise. yeah. Keep publishing alive.
0: Yeah. I keep on, I keep on thinking that I'm just going to keep on going with this. I think, uh, I think or Oddball um, I, right? I Yep, Oddball Publishing. I think I'm going to uh, put out um, Stone Soup's anthology next. Um, Stone Soup is Chad Parento's baby uh, that he's been yeah. nursing for so long and keeping going. Um, and uh, an important part of the Boston
2: poetry scene, for
0: sure. 100%. And one of the best things about uh, uh, pro- uh, Chad is his dedication to the Boston poetry scene. And I think... It'd be a cool idea um, down the road if we put a little poetry anthology together of all the that's Stone cool. Soup like poets. Yeah, so uh, that's the next that's the next uh, publishing venture for for me. But yeah, right now we're I'm um, gonna be running with the train of thought for a little while, um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm well, really yeah, we'll, excited we'll, about this. We'll, we'll
2: push it to JP Lyme and then and, uh, we'll share it over on our various social media networks. So uh, train of thought. Awesome. Uh, uh, po- what was it called? Uh, poems from the red line. Which poems from the red line. Anyone who's ever sat in the red line and is a writer knows that that is certainly the time to write. So, poems from the red line, it- it'll connect with you.
0: Yeah, uh, I think if anything, it will connect with Boston tea goers.
2: Yeah, also, sure.
0: there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, I don't know, a lot of music references in the book, which I think uh, always lends um. Uh, some style to uh, what I'm doing. And the cool thing about it is like, you can tell that I was listening to this when I wrote this and listening to this when I wrote this. So um, there's a lot of references. So I don't know, very proud of this book prof. Um, I worked hard on it. I'm going to push it as much as I can. Um, And that being said, you'll probably be seeing uh, more of me um, in the uh, Boston poetry scene um, at at some more
2: uh, book events. And dope. So. Man. Push it, push yeah, it. Man, exactly. We'll be there for support, you. dude. You're the best. We'll, we'll, I'll do, I'll do a live podcast. You, you you can perform, and I'll just do a live solo podcast that comments on it quietly, like a golf tournament from the side. <laughs> and, and now, now Jason he steps up approaches to... the mic. <laughs> oh man! I th- I think he's picking the three pager. The three page. The three page. <laughs> <laughs> That's It'll do funny. It. It'll be great. It'll be at Starbucks. It'll be awesome. We'll charge tickets. Anyway, um, so that's Train of Thought. uh, Poems from the Red Line. Please go and check it out. Buy it. Support local artists always. Uh, that is in addition to our um, strong advocacy for mental health, mental health awareness, mental health, removing the stigma, changing the language, all of that. Our other strong advocacy is for local artists, so please go and support the local artists. They need it. They, they deserve it. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> uh, lo- so go- local artists,
0: local hip-hop artists, local poets, local, local musicians. Kind,
2: man, They're going out and they are entertaining and providing art and culture and real-life stuff for you in front of you so go and support them please and buy this book. And, yeah anyway. And you know what um, Prof
0: Since it's since the internet is the internet is local. So we is, we so like basically you know you're a poet, an artist, a musician, uh a hip hop artist, we support you, you know uh, you know whether it's you're easier.
2: You know, yeah, you can be right in their community at home in your in your den. You can be part of, some yeah. of this community. Does anybody have den? Awesome. Is, is that only a nineties thing? Do you have um, a, anybody have a den in their house? Leather. I feel like, I, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like a den would be something that you would have uh, leather-bound books and would smell of rich mahogany.
0: Like what? What is a den? Is that where you kick off your shoes when you first enter the the house? It's like
2: a, it's like a library, but for people who don't have a full mansion. <laughs> yeah, it's a where den. It's, it's where you go and read, but you don't. You wear a smoking jacket, but you don't.
1: <laughs> it's the no
2: You drink scotch, I guess. <laughs> That's what you do in a den. Those smoking. who haven't tuned into the Ron Burgundy podcast, we're not—we're not actually the sponsors or anything, but like you really should because <laughs> yeah. it's really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 Ron Burgundy is one of the best uh, journalists of his time. I did about a thousand of them. I don't know if you heard me counting, but <laughs> I did about a thousand. It's boring, but it's my life.
1: <laughs> so, oh, um,
2: thanks for tuning in. This has been the Oddball Show. This is what we do. Uh, this has been a, a guest list cast, as we call them. We'll, we do them periodically just to check in with the um, very active artistic enterprises that are both Oddball Magazine and J Productions. Under J Productions falls this new. Music duo called Blind Rino. So We'll be telling you more about them in upcoming casts. Um, and then there are all other kinds of artistic enterprises that we're connected to that we like to support and push. And that's how things happen. So um, we're very glad to to push anybody that wants to come on the show, come and talk about what, you, what you're doing, what you're working on. Um, we are the Oddball Show. We're a collaboration between Oddball Magazine and JP Lime. Please come follow us at our various social media networks at JP Lime, at Doctor Prof Esquire. Uh, At All Magazine, at Man the Storm, uh, at Blind Rhino Music, now, officially. Yep, on everything. On Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, man, I kept the shit so that it went across everything. Because there was was at Blind Rhino on Twitter and Instagram. And the thing about trying to get one from like a dead account is it's impossible. You're not allowed to actually try to, to buy them from people. And the process of going about it is ridiculous. Not ridiculous it's difficult, but for like a good reason like you don't want people just buying accounts from people and then become then social media becomes for sale and all that kind of shit but uh it's difficult to get an account from some like at blindreal on both Instagram and Twitter are not very widely used but it was better for us to pick one that went across all, and at Blind or Rhino Music is the one that fits. So come find us on all on. It's also YouTube and SoundCloud, and SoundCloud right now is where you, is where you can find Mongrel. Our later editions oh, nice. will be, uh, we'll be pushing them. We'll be selling through Bandcamp and shit, but um, for the opening EP, we just want everybody to have it. So come find us on SoundCloud.
0: Nice, everybody, check out Blind Rhino on Spotify. And uh, check out uh, them on YouTube and all of their uh, correction. Not, not on,
2: not, not on, not on Spotify. You did we, say we, Spotify. We, no, I said SoundCloud. Spotify is. It, we are not on Spotify. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought you said Spotify. <laughs>
2: Just as I want all of us to be well informed. You will not find us on Spotify. You may search anybody. There's probably a good band called Blind Rhino. Maybe I don't know from the 80s or something. Uh, <laughs> You, may, you might you might find somebody keep looking. Yeah. You might find like a playlist on Spotify called Blind Rhino, which is cool because it means somebody yeah. has some good taste. I support that yeah. individual, but you won't yes. find us yet. Soon you will find us on Spotify. Hold on. Right right now you can find us on SoundCloud and SoundCloud and YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Nice, Prof.
0: Now let me tell you. Let me let me ask you, what kind of music is Blind Rhino?
2: Well, we like to call it um, a combination between hip hop and alt rock. So nice. my, my buddy D plus plays bass guitar. That's his like mainstay. Um, but he has diverse influences. So he like, uh, when he plays some of his solo stuff, it kind of airs towards like a, a, a Beck kind of sound, like very deeply produced and lots of layers and like uh, a unique viewpoint. Um, and some of that bleeds into what he does as production. So that's him on beats and then some of the background vocals he's been doing now, and then me on on lyrics. So it's a, it's a duo, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun for me as an artist, and it's very different from what I've done before, but we would like to call it some kind of combination between hip-hop and rock, and he likes to think more alt-rock. So 90s rock, uh, I don't know. You know what I
0: would tell? <laughs> I, I would tell anybody who who uh, is a fan of, uh, of Prof to check out his 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 music is pretty awesome, and your style, prof, is definitely unique and really really well done. So yeah, well,
2: thank you very much, sir. I appreciate yeah, that
0: w. Absolutely, no.
2: I mean, so, I'm not uh, bullshitting
0: so my friend. He is talented. Check him out.
2: So that's Blind Rhino. We'll be talking about more about them in, in upcoming shows, but this has been the Oddball Show. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in. Please give us a review on iTunes, whether you like us or don't like us, whether you hate us or love us, whether you are kind of ambivalent and just like, Hey, I listen to them. I don't have an opinion. I'm going to write that down. That's still an opinion. (laughs) So we'll take it. (laughs) Uh, Please come follow us. Please come be part of what we do. Uh, Art is all about community. So um, thanks very much. for Supporting. And we're going to close out the show with uh, Jason's talk from his uh, NAMI walk this past Saturday. Um, uh, thanks for tuning in. I, I'm Prof. This has been the Oddball Show.
0: And I'm Jason. And uh, if, if you uh, stay tuned, you're going to hear. Um, let me just set up for you. We will uh, a live recording of the NAMI walk from um, 2019's NAMI walk, Massachusetts at Artisami park in West uh, in in uh, Boston, mass. So um Check that out. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, don't miss us too much. Find us on iTunes um, and Stitcher Radio, and um, find us all on Facebook and everything. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see you soon, and uh, enjoy the uh, live uh, speech that is going to happen now.
2: He's a certified
1: peer specialist. He's also the editor and the founder of Oddball Magazine where his poetry column, Jagged Thoughts, can be found every Tuesday. He also hosts the Oddball
2: Show. It's a podcast and an active mental health advocate. He's also a great public speaker and a proud member of NAMI Mass. He also speaks in our own voice presenter
1: as well. So please give a big warm welcome to Jason Wright. Thank you so much. How's everybody doing? Okay, guys, this poem is called a poem to remember while walking. Every time I get on stage, I think of how lucky I am to be able to do this. Not this speaking thing, no. I wouldn't give up speaking out for the world. But no, I am grateful that I am still breathing. Grateful that I made it through. For those of you who identify with having a diagnosis and for your friends and family, how did you make it through? Have you made it through? Do you have the support you need to put your best foot forward, moving towards something that makes your life mean something? If not, how do you get there? Let me tell you how I got where I am, from the psych ward to the podium, where I was before and where I am and where I would like to go. Believe me, it's not easy, never has been and never will. Life is a rocky road, but you, you are resilient impart that word into your dialect. Resilience, perseverance, steadfastness, stoic. Put those words into your conversations when you are talking with yourself. I don't need to know your disorder, your diagnosis, your illness, your condition. Maybe someone does, and yes, you should know your disorder, your diagnosis, everything about you that makes you you. But let me tell you one thing. That diagnosis of depression or ADHD, schizophrenia, OCD, PTSD, BPD or schizoaffective, you're whatever. Whatever it is that a doctor told you you were, behind that there is a fighter. Behind that is courage. Behind that is strength. Those three words can get you far. Courage, strength, inspiration, Aspiration for more Tenacity to make your goals reality Empathy Whatever it is that makes your mood so dazzlingly low Or super high Empathy, how you identify I say hold on to who you are Don't let someone discount your experience If you heard voices Then that is your reality And I believe you because I heard voices too The last time was the night of my nephew's funeral Trauma will find its way to you And when it comes, stare it in the eye and face it, because you got this. So a little about me. Besides being a poet and a podcaster, I am a certified peer specialist for Riverside Community Care. An absolutely wonderful agency. If you don't know what a certified peer specialist is, what that means is that you and I have lived experience. And as a peer specialist, I try to empower people to think beyond the diagnosis. But not every day is puppies and roses. I tell people that sometimes mental illness is just that, an illness. Sometimes it's strong, sometimes it's my weakness. One of the best things about being up here is being able to be a change agent. Being a change agent is amazing. Being able to literally change the landscape when the landscape needs pavement, but with every building you need a good foundation. And I think it's when you decide to be more than just a patient. But I have support. I have Lisa. I have my family. I have my friends. I have a clubhouse. And I have peers. I have advocates. I have people like Eliza who believe in me. I have Chad who is a poet and my associate editor. I have Prof who I podcast with. I have the people I'm talking to and you who are listening to this. One thing I know in life is that I can't do it alone. But for many years I did. Until I found this community. Until I became a poet. But before that, there was poetry and Oddball Magazine, which I still carry with me proudly. And thank you, Chad, again for what we have done. Thank you, Rob, for Nevertown, the fourth issue. And sorry, my friend, that we had issues, but I'm so grateful for you. But as I got strong, as I found my community, as I started writing those poems, as I started writing songs, I suffered for a long time, but I don't suffer anymore, or at least right now I don't. I rise above the pain. I try to. I know half the things in my brain are real, and to the other thoughts, I despise you. You try to kill me on a daily basis. So many different two-faced faces. You try to get inside my head and say I'm worthless, that the bottom is going to fall out from under me. My thoughts tell me that my purpose is clouded, making a mess of me. A little imp of the mind getting by barely. Sometimes I have to look what I've done, look at the music I've made, man the storm, look at the poetry community created. And to that, I've done a lot and there's still so much to do. And to that I say no. There's still a lot we, the mental health community, have to do and continue to keep doing. I'm not being fake. This is not lip service. Empower each other. Treat each other like sisters and brothers. Mental illness is too difficult to go through this alone. But because of my illness, my condition, my disorder, my whatever, I learned a few things. And let me part the parties and let you in on them. One in four people live with this. The same thing that I got. And to them I say, you got this. Give it all you got. Take a shot. If you fail, get up, try again I'm in your corner I got your back You can do this What I am getting at You, you are not alone You have something that you can hold on to It's called hope A four letter word that makes the world beautiful Yeah my mind is effed up I took all my jabs and uppercuts People call me every word you can think of Think of and half of them still do My mind still does If I hadn't walked 36 miles in mania, I wouldn't be up on this stage. And I have to say a few things about mental illness. Let's say top 10 best things about living with this. One, empathy. We all have empathy. Two, music. Music was made in mania. Three, poetry. Poetry saved my life. Four, solidarity to all the people who go through this. Five, the community. Look around. We are doing it. Six, peer support. That's my purpose. Seven, Walt Whitman, Emily Dickinson, and Jimi Hendrix and all the creatives who are poets and artists. Eight, Van Gogh, Monet, Waterlilies. Some of the most beautiful things were created in depression. Nine, Princess Leia, who was a writer, an advocate, and a friggin' princess. And ten, you. Because you got this. So everyone out there, Look to the person next to you, to the left and the right of you. They're probably your family, the ones who say goodnight to you. Maybe it's your clubhouse friend or recovery partner. Or maybe you are alone, but you're not, because this is a community. We are your friends and family. You are not alone. You can be whoever you want to be. You got this. I got your back, and everyone here does too. Now let's enjoy this walk and go out and support Nami.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Jason outstanding. Hey there all you mammals and martians. This is Prof from the Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? That come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned. This is The Oddball Show podcasting collaboration from JPLI Productions and Oddball Magazine.